Welcome to episode 183 of the GSD Entrepreneur Podcast with your hosts, Jules and Stace. Running a successful business never comes without its challenges, but it also includes a lot of highs. In this GSD Entrepreneur Podcast, we explore both. We dive into what it looks like when the entrepreneurs are committed to getting done. These are people who are pursuing their dreams, so we dig deep to understand how they are doing it. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Whitney Long is a people gatherer and a community builder, and she has made a significant impact among female entrepreneurs in the Southeast and beyond. After a successful career as a scout, stylist, and contributing editor for some big names in print media like Coastal Living, Southern Accent, Southern Living, and Better Homes and Gardens, plus various special interest titles, Whitney took time off to focus on her favorite job, being a mom to four. After the youngest began school, Whitney longed to again find a creative outlet, and the result was the co-founding of the Southern Coterie with Cherie Levy. Whitney draws on her years of curating unique places and people for the lifestyle magazine industry to create connections, find strategic partners, and cultivate a talented team for the Southern Sea Summit and Retreat. She enjoys working alongside some of the South's most creative minds while supporting both established and upcoming brands. If you're an entrepreneur, this episode and the Southern Sea just might be what you're looking for. We hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks for hitting play on this GSD Entrepreneur Podcast. We are here with you for another week. And um, as always, we just are thrilled to be able to be on the mic and introduce another really incredible and inspirational guest with you today who's impacted our lives for sure. Mm -hmm. So I'm Jules, getting a little ahead of myself. I'm Jules, your host, and I'm here with Stace, as always, my lovely co-host, Stace. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Yeah. Glad to be here. I know. I'm glad to be here too. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good day here in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, it's kind of turning into fall and a little chill in the air mm -hmm. and um, sort of makes, I don't know, it just makes the, you want to drink bourbon by a fire. Oh yeah, totally. It, yeah. That's definitely, but the change of seasons I think is really good because it, it, it sort of convinces you or reminds you that anything hard doesn't last forever. Right. Right. So like the heat of the summer, a lot of people complain about that, but like, it's never always hot. I mean, it changes. Unless you live like in Antarctica and then it's probably cold, cold a lot. I don't know. Anyway. You're probably in a bad mood all the yeah, time. Yeah, we're kind of, I'm kind of, well, we, I say we, we're, we are rambling, but I'm sort of rambling. So anyway, I love the change of seasons. I'm excited about that. But what I'm more excited about is our guest today. Mm -hmm. So we have gotten to know our guest kind of from afar. And then we got lucky enough to get to know her a little bit better in February of last year. Or this year. And of this, yeah. Right oh my before gosh. COVID. It seriously. It's like two years ago. Yeah. It literally <laughs> like two years ago. Stace, why don't will you tell the guests how yeah. you got to know Whitney? Yep. So um, we were, we had the privilege and the honor of being asked to give a workshop at an event uh, called the Southern Sea down in Sea Island, Georgia. I'll say honestly, and this is not because we have Whitney, one of the founders of the event, on the show, but truly it was one of the best women's events, business events that I've been mm -hmm. to in my career. And I've been to a lot. Yeah. But there was something really magical about this one. It, it, from from the time we walked in, the just the welcoming uh, that you felt. And we were coming into like this camp 
that people had, had known each other for years. It's like an and, adult camp. Yeah, guys. and then <laughs> Jules and I are like the new kids on the block and that the openness and the welcoming that we received to the point where we met, we started our sorority yeah. called Verecta through that and, and, and have now made lifelong friends. And we have a big text feed from all these women that we met. And so it was, just, it was one of the, it was so powerful, such powerful yeah. speakers, but we were asked to, to give a workshop on strategic planning as if with our other business or with one of our businesses, with our coaching firm, and also got to bring our podcast equipment and bring in and interview people. So, but so then we got to meet in person, Whitney and Cherie, and who there are the founders. And it was just, that was just like the cherry on top that we got to, to, and then meet your husbands and just, and dance and have a good time <laughs> after hours, yeah. after the, um, the day events, we had great night events too. So yeah. that was, yeah. That's yeah. It. Yeah. For sure. Uh, so Whitney, we are glad to have you mm-hmm. on this show. So Whitney Wise Long is your full name. And when Libba actually asked us, reached out and said, Hey, get Whitney you guys really need to spend some time with Whitney on the show and then also Cherie on the show and just hear their stories. And we were like, oh my gosh, that's a hell yes. Absolutely. (laughs) So we reached out and you graciously said yes. So we're really looking forward to this conversation. We know you a little bit, but what we're really excited about is getting to know you deeper and allowing our listeners uh, to get to know you as well. So Whitney, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to join us today. And I just want to say thank you for those kind words. Goodness, y'all made my day or my week. Southern Sea really is something special. And, you know, it's in large part to our attendees. I mean, people like you that come in with these good attitudes, ready to learn, ready to connect, you know, ready to network. Um, So I'm just glad y'all were there in person this year. And we're looking forward to 2021, which was around the corner. I know. And we'll definitely talk about that because I want listeners to know how special it is and that it's worth every single penny of the investment. And uh, I would recommend in person. I know we'll talk about that a little bit, but there's only a limited number of spots, but it just, it just was, it was really, really impactful for us. So we love, love, um, love feedback. Yeah, um, but yeah. yeah, so like you said, I am co-founder of the Southern Sea, also known as the Southern Coterie. And Coterie is a French word, and it means a group of people with common or similar interests. So when we began back in 2011, Sheree and I, we were writing about Southern people, places, and products. That was the thing we were all passionate about, a group of people with common interest. And we had people sign up for our newsletter. We produced a weekly newsletter. We would sit up until 2, 3 in the morning writing original content. I have four children. Three of those were in diapers at the time. Oh. I look back now and I go, how did I do it? Because I don't think we were sleeping much, either one of us. But we did the newsletter for a couple of years. And then what we found as an offshoot of that is our members, or our subscribers rather, wanted to meet in person. Um, because what we found, we created this website and it was like a social network. So to post content or share anything, you had to join like a Facebook, create a page, but it was free to do that. But then people started connecting. And often in the South, if you talk enough, you're going to find someone in common. (laughs) And so that's exactly what we were finding. You know, so-and-so would be like, oh, my sister was your next door neighbor or, you know, y'all are in the same sorority as my grandmother. Just these crazy, crazy connections, kind of like a front porch. Um, And so that is how the, the virtual porch idea came to be. 
Hmm. So we did the newsletter for two years. And then our members said, we want to meet in real life. And a lot were creative entrepreneurs. Well, when you work in your home, it can be isolating. I mean, there's pros and cons to that for sure. But, um, you know, you sit down. I know me personally, my kids go to school. I sit at my computer. And next thing I know, I'm looking up and it's time to go get them again. And I haven't had face-to-face. I've been, you know, doing emails, texts, that sort of stuff. So even that early on, I feel like people were craving a personal connection because we were losing face-to-face time. Hmm. Just given the digital world, it was, you know, even in the infancy almost then. What was the, what was the time frame of this? How long so ago? So we did the newsletter from 2011 to 2013. And that's when we decided to have the event. And we kind of pivoted away from the original content on the newsletter because so many people were sharing Southern content and doing a great job of it. Garden and Gun, for example, Southern Living, mm-hmm. on the local palette, you know, more regional type magazines. So we kind of then began aggregating the content instead of writing it. Uh-huh. But we had the member component from the social network piece, the platform that we had created. And I used to work in the magazine world. I worked with um, Southern Living and Southern Accents and Better Homes and Gardens and Coastal Living. And through that world, I knew Lindsay Beerman, who was the editor at that time. He's been with several publications. And he caught wind of what we were doing for our first event. And he reached out and said, we want to get involved. So in 2013, we had three events in six months. Oh which was my God. Absolute madness. We quickly realized that was not sustainable for the two offices yeah. because they were in different locations. We had our first event on Jekyll Island. Two months later, we were in Athens, Georgia. And two months after that, we were in Nashville, Tennessee. Was it just a like two hour event or was it? No, it was a couple of days like we're oh, doing now. Wow. Yeah, keynote speaker, sit down dinner, sponsors, the whole bit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, we were working on three basically at one time, um, but kind of a funny story with that. So, we had the first one on Jekyll. I had a meeting with Lindsay in Birmingham. He had emailed me and said, let's talk. So I went to Birmingham to meet with him. And we had talked about going to New Orleans for an event in Athens. And in the course of the conversation, for some reason, I'm sitting there with Lindsay. And I said, we really want to have an event in Nashville. We're going to do our next one there. And he goes, oh, my goodness, that's amazing. We have an idea house opening in Nashville. We should have something together. And how was I going to backpedal on that? You know, I was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I get in the car and Cherie's calling like, what did he say? What's going on? I was like, I think we're having an event in Nashville. Oh my gosh. And you know, it was like one of those things that just came out. I don't know if I meant to say New Orleans, you know, in, in, but whatever. It was serendipity, I guess, because um, that's where we had our third event. And it was really fun because the Southern Living Idea House was in Fontenelle, which is a development there. And for one of the big events, you know how we have our fun Sidewinder events, we did it at the Southern Living Idea House and got a private tour. So that was that was really cool. We took oh, charter yeah. buses and Google Cluster did boozy milkshakes and it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, I'm kind of cut off on a side note. But we had the first three um, in one year, 2013. Mm-hmm. But we realized that we were on to something. And um, those were each about 100 members. I mean, 100 attendees. And then we did the big one, the condensed one, which is our first year in Charleston. And the Charleston um, CVB, Convention Visitors Bureau, had reached out to see about us coming to Charleston because they realized the effect of having influencers, mm-hmm. their, you know, heads in the bed, feet on the street kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so we were in Charleston for 14, 15, and 16, and then Sea Island called. Um, we talked to someone there, 
And they said, what do you think about coming here? Well, that made sense because it's in our backyard. I'm here on St. Simon's full time. Sheree's here about part of the year. Um, it's our local club. We know the quality of what they do. We know the people. We love supporting the local economy. So it just kind of seemed like a no-brainer to do that. And we've been here since then. Um, and interspersed within that, we've had a couple of workshops, like one-day workshops. And then we did a retreat down in the Florida Panhandle fall of 2017 or 18. Sorry, I can't remember. But that was 100 people. And that was wonderful. Um, so what we've done for 2021 Summit, given the state of COVID, we're bringing in that retreat vibe again with some wellness offerings, just a little bit of a slower pace mm-hmm. to match up with a smaller audience. Okay. Um, but anyway, I know we can talk about Summit a little bit, but just I think you'd ask for a little bit of background on me. So that's kind of how the Summit came to be. And um, I grew up in a very small town in South Alabama called Elba. It is about an hour and 10 minutes north of the Florida Panhandle, like Grayton Beach, that area. So that was our background, our backyard growing up. Love, love, love that area. Feels like you're in the Caribbean with a beautiful blue water and white sand. Yeah, Grayton. Oh, that's Lexi down there in Grayton Beach. No, uh, no, we just had somebody on our podcast that was from that area. Now, Jennifer Jenkins, she is from the, near the Alabama coast. Okay. Oh, she's and, and I'm in Alabama, but she's ever like near Mississippi, Mobile, Fairhope, okay. okay. that might be Pensacola. Mm-hmm. That kind of area. Yep. Yep. So this is um, just not towards Tallahassee, but directly beneath Alabama. <laughs> so anyway, that's where I grew up. Very small town. I like to say 5,000 people. My husband laughs and he's like, no. <laughs> 4,000 maybe, <laughs> but it's very much like Mayberry. I'm so fortunate to have grown up there, you know, the courthouse in the center of the square. My family had a men's clothing store and dry cleaners that my great-grandfather started. So I think maybe that's a little bit of that entrepreneurial bug, um, you know, always had their own businesses. And again, quintessential small town. Everybody knew everybody, pros and cons with that for sure. Wow. <laughs> But I lived there until I was 18 and went to college and I went to Auburn University. Uh, do you have siblings that you grew up I with? I do. I have two older brothers okay. that I adore. Um, one is a football coach and the other one is a contractor. He builds homes and he actually lives in Elba still where I grew up. Okay. And then my oldest brother lives um, in up near Lynette, Georgia, where he coaches. But um, yeah, so that's kind of a family dynamic. So they always say when you're in a small town like that, that everybody has what we call spanking rights on you. Yes. Oh, 100%. You know, the postman, the milkman, the school teachers. I mean, you you can't. can't Well, and I did not appreciate that, obviously, at the age that I was growing up. But now being a mom with four, I so appreciate that. We even have that on St. Simon's a lot. You know, like when I started letting my kids ride their bikes back and forth up and down the main drag of the island, I would get texts like, hey, I saw so-and-so on their bike. And so I would tell them when they got home, eyes are watching y'all at all times. Like, (laughs) don't think people don't know what going on so exactly but it's right. nice yeah it takes a village with parenting for sure yeah, and then I've always been the kind like to other parents I'm like please tell me if there's anything I need to know because if you don't know you can't do anything about it I'm not a shoot the messenger type person my husband yep. or I because again it takes a village but um, I did I went to Auburn University graduated from there I have a major in public relations communications and then a minor in journalism 
I worked for a bank doing their marketing and branding and PR for a couple of years. Fresh out of college, I did work with the Atlanta Chamber of Commerce for a little bit around the time. Did you get married right out of college? or I'm dating myself there. No, I did not. So my husband and I dated for four years. We met here on St. Simons. I was a nanny during college for a family here on St. Simons. And the first two summers, he was out west working. And then the last summer I was here, he was back home. And we met at a bar. Three mutual friends, and we dated for four years after that. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, so I went to Atlanta, did a little stint with the Chamber of Commerce, came back here, couldn't shake the sand from my feet kind of thing, plus I was dating my now husband, and then worked for the bank in their marketing PR department. And then um, a friend from college who was one of the first employees with Coastal Living, she knew I was here, and she emailed, and she said, we're looking for some homes there. Could you help us out? And that's how I started working as a scout and stylist and writer for magazines. Um, yeah, from the friend from college. And so I started working as a field editor. And so I would basically cover areas from about as far south as I would go. It would be like Daytona Beach um, up to Savannah. So that little section of the coast. And then up into Charleston some. I did some homes on Daniel Island and Fripp and Folly and that kind of stuff. But I did that for several several years. So I would find the location, send in scouting pictures to the magazine. If they said yes, then I would work with the photographer for the shoot and then often write for it. Um, took a break. I had We had our first son and I took a break for a little while thinking I'd get back. But then we had three more children in very rapid succession after that. So it was several years before I was getting back to work. And when I wanted to get back to work, it was around 2008, 2009, which was the time of the whole crash with the housing industry, especially. And magazines were working different at that point. They did not use freelancers like they had done before. They were doing mainly everything in-house. So there really was not that much opportunity. But I got obsessed with blogs at that point when I would, you know, be rocking a child to put them to sleep or when they were napping, I was reading blogs and I kept on being drawn to things for homes, lifestyles type stuff. And so anyway, I thought I'll start a blog and came up with a name, but it, you know, sat on the shelf for a little while just because life gets busy mm-hmm. and mentioned it to my husband. He's like, I really wish you would do this for a creative outlet. Cut to some months later, he ran into Shree and Vance, who he went to high school with them and also college. They all grew up here. And he told Shree, he said, Whitney has a creative idea. I would love for y'all to get together. She needs an outlet. So anyway, went to lunch. So did you know her before that? I did. I did. Just small island, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, So yeah, we went to lunch and just started brainstorming. And that's when we were like, you know, our common denominator is our love for the South. People, places, things, products. Because at that time, Garden and Gun had brought such a great spotlight on the South. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and all the artisans and the creators and makers and doers. And so we wanted to, again, feature those type things. And um, that's how the idea was originally born for the newsletter. And then it just, you know, transitioned into what we do now. But yeah. Um, And then, like I said, so we, it, it was great timing though, because I really could not get back into the magazine world. At that point, we had, um, uh, let's see, a six-year-old, a th- almost three-year-old, two-year-old, and a newborn. So we Wow, you were busy. So We have door steps or stair steps. Yeah. yeah. So this was back in 2011 when it all started. Yes. Yep. So 2011 to 13 was the newsletter. But you you still had to grow your subscribers. Yes. Yes. Um, So how did did y'all... 
how did so you had to create the content, mm-hmm. build a website, create the content because it was all digital, correct? Yes. Correct. Um, and then so how did you get your subscribers? How did you promote this? How did you market it? Yeah, you know, I mean, we had Instagram then, but you know, it wasn't what it is today kind of thing. It was probably a lot of family and friends <laughs> that were signing up at the beginning. Um, <laughs> slow and steady, really you know, we didn't yeah. see huge growth, but it was just kind of word of mouth at that point. And then sharing personally, that sort of stuff. But yeah, word spread. And, you know, I wish I could pinpoint it and say we did X, Y, or Z, X, Y, and Z. But it really just kind of took off. And um And I think that speaks to the time we were in, that it was not the beginning, but still in the early stages of social media. Mm -hmm. So you didn't have as many platforms now, you know, because people are like, do I use Snapchat? Do I do this? You know, is it IGTV? It was like, you put it on your feed, Mm -hmm. you gather an email for the newsletter every week. And that was kind of like your lanes. And then Facebook, of course. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so it just, it grew. And then the events really, really obviously helped us grow. Again, we had three in 2013, about a hundred people each, but it's just that digital ripple in the pond, you know, when people share, when they're kind enough to share mm-hmm. and connect those dots. And I do want to say this, I've noticed on y'all's podcast, how you were both so gracious to connect dots When you meet someone through the Southern Sea or, you know, there's that threading of the needle. And thank you for doing that because that really, really does make a difference, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's why it's so important when you're sharing stuff on social to always tag because it's just, it's the way to play on the playground, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, it's interesting you say that Whitney, because there are some things that are um, not as easy to share. Uh, because either you're not proud of it or you don't connect with it or it doesn't really speak to you or whatever. The Southern Sea is so easy for us to share because now that we've been there and have interacted with so many women who are a part of it, and honestly feel like we meet new women each week who are, who are a part of what you and Sheree have built, um, the respect level that we have for you guys truly is runs really deep. And so it's easy to, it's, it's just really easy to be evangelist of something that you believe in, you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, we, and we say it often on the podcast when we connect with a, you know, a a TSC alum that, you know, how proud we are of what you guys have built because we legitimately are like it, it legitimately has made a difference in so many people's lives. Well, we have a hashtag that we use, the company we keep. And I really, really, really do think that is so Mm. true, Um, not only in work, but in your personal life as well. Um, We talk about that to our children who are now 21, which is crazy for me to think about. But we have a 21-year-old, 17, 16, and 14 and a half, she would say. (laughs) You're still really busy with them. (laughs) A little busy, but, you know, we've always tried to, to... talk to them about that too. I mean, it is the company you keep. You're either going to rise up to it or you're going to drop down. And yeah. we know what we as parents want them to do. For sure. um, but I think that translates to work as well. You know, yeah. your, your people you're surrounding yourself with and the brand and the reputation you want your company to have. Most definitely. You know, I, I saw that when we were in our, um, when we were doing our workshop, I mean, we had we literally had people just starting out on their business. Mm-hmm. And then we had people that had been in business for years and the people just starting out, like walked in with a confidence 
because they were surrounding themselves with other people, other people, maybe not in their space, but people that have done it and paved the way and, uh, and, you know, the pioneers of entrepreneurship or whatever, but they still felt like they had a place at the table. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's the difference with you guys and what you've created is everybody has a place at the table. Um, And 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 that's what we hope to do. You know, that the minute you get there, you do feel warm and welcomed. And I think what's so neat at the summit, because of our demographic, I mean, we have people, like you said, that are brand new starting a business. They may be in their 20s. We may have someone in their 50s that's starting a business. But I love seeing how our experienced, seasoned entrepreneurs pour into those that may be in those baby stages still. Mm -hmm. And the transparency um, and just the generosity with which they give advice, you know, and, and share. And it, I kind of say it's the summit pixie dust, you know. I mean, we bring all these great people together like y'all, but then y'all, our attendees, make it happen. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's true. I think that's, you know, at sometimes you go to a summit and you learn a lot and it's great, but you don't meet anybody. Sometimes you go to a really incredible location. So you get a vacation, you get to unplug while quote unquote learning, but you really don't learn a ton and you don't meet many people or then you'll go and maybe you'll meet a lot of people, but you feel like it's sort of a waste of time because you didn't learn anything. Truly, the, the Southern Sea is all of those things combined. The location is amazing. You learn a ton. And we, if we heard it once, because we did some interviews beforehand, just getting people's perspective. If we heard it once, we heard it every time where people said, because of going to the Southern Sea, my business grew exponentially. Mm-hmm both in my knowledge of running my business, but also in the connections that I've made of we built this partnership that I never would have had. And so the benefit to your business, yes, it might feel like it's an expensive outlay of cash to sign up for the summit, but in in what you get, it's not expensive at all. I mean, it's such value for your money. It is, isn't it? It, You know, it's continuing education or continuing education, obviously, but I feel like so much of it is what happens. You have what happens at the summit, but then you have what happens after the summit. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not like you leave the summit and everything stays there. It just keeps on and keeps on and keeps on. And that's another one of our hashtags that we use, connect, collaborate, create. And it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Like you can go down a rabbit hole if you search that on Instagram and just see what all these smart, smart people are doing together in the ways that they're supporting one another and leaning in each other and, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, again, it's just, you know, I, we have so many repeat attendees and I know that they realize that it helps their business continue to grow yeah. from year to yeah. year to year or workshop to summit to retreat, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let, let's see. We this. love seeing that. It just, uh, that's, what, that's what we're doing this for. So I'm glad that you share that. <laughs> I, I bet you do. I bet you do. So let's talk about this. The first event that you guys had, you and Cherie, what were your expectations? And then compare that with the event that you wrapped up in 2020. Yeah. Of wow. What happened in 2020? Like, how did it, how has it grown? How has it evolved? Maybe in the things you didn't even expect. Yeah. Right. I will say that we were so green and probably naive, obviously, that first year, <laughs> like <laughs> to the to a fault. <laughs> but 
Um, my husband is an entrepreneur. He has owned multiple businesses since I've known him. And we all know that's a roller coaster. I mean, there's ups and downs and peaks and valleys and all that kind of stuff. But I've heard him say this phrase so many times. It's just, you have to hold the tiger by the tail. Mm-hmm. And that first year of those three summits so close together and it being our learning year, our first year, we were definitely holding the tiger by the tail mm-hmm. um, because we did go in very green. We had this great idea and we just kind of jumped in. And I think what a lot of entrepreneurs do, and I'm very guilty of it, probably more personally, but I'm cautious. And sometimes without being crazy sounding, but sometimes you just kind of have to jump into it. I mean, you know, you can plan and plan and plan and planning is good and necessary and needed, Mm -hmm. but we just jumped in that first year and had we written everything down on paper and completely thought it through, I don't know if we ever would have jumped into that first event. Mm -hmm. So again, kind of just jumping in, holding the tiger by the tail sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And then we learned from that first year, you know, we learned that we didn't want to do three or couldn't do three. It wasn't sustainable. We decided to do the one big one. We had the um, Charleston CVB step in. So we started doing great brand alignment and brand partners. So I know that's so important to what we do as well. Um, And then, you know, after every event, we always send a survey because we want to hear from attendees. We want to know how we can improve. And in that survey, we're like, please be honest. You know, we don't know who the survey is coming from. It's anonymous. But still, even if we did, though, we want honesty because, you know, you can't improve if, if you don't hear it. So constructive criticism is always, always welcome. But I think that's been one of our strengths. It's just listening to what our attendees say. Mm. And keeping elements that they like and knowing what type of presenter they want to hear from. But then also knowing that we have to do something a little new every year because we do have so many repeat attendees. It can't be too rinse and repeat. Right. You know, so you have to have the stuff that's your tried and true, but then also bring in bring in new elements to it. And so I think every year just building upon that um, has really helped us grow and keep people coming back, but then also attract new attendees as well. Mm, Yeah. So we love telling stories on this podcast um, and we're going to ask you, well, I'm going to ask you to tell two different kinds of stories. So one, what was a moment that over the last seven, nine years has been a highlight for you where you were literally standing in the moment going, this is why I'm doing this, right? So that's one question. And then the follow-up question to that is, what was a moment for you where you were like, F it, I don't want to do this anymore? (laughs) Um, The first question, probably like three years ago, when my daughter peeked in to the ballroom for the first time, because they're always in school during that time. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I'd offered in the past, why don't y'all come peek and see? Because they really are like, mom, what do you do? You know, and they're trying to explain it to people. My husband still says that sometimes. He's like, I'm, <laughs> hard time giving your elevator pitch when somebody says, what do you do? Let's give a shout out to your husband. What's your hub's name? Victor. Victor. Absolutely. I wanted you to give yeah. him a shout out. He's a good one. <laughs> He's the biggest fan, right? Yes. But um, yeah, so she was like, I want to go see what it's about. So we were up on the stage. I think it was the second morning announcing the first session. And I saw her walk in. And, you know, when you walk in the ballroom, you've been there. It's kind of like those doors open. You're like, wow. Yeah, it's amazing. Filled with all these smart ladies. I mean, we do have some men, but predominantly female. And I think just kind of making that connection with her and seeing a light bulb go off. Like, A, this is what my mom does. But B, seeing all these ladies in there 
that are just doing their thing, you know, and, and, and being entrepreneurs and, and knowing that a lot are moms and they're working moms, that sort of thing. So that really, really, really was special. Mm-hmm. And I think this next year she's going to intern with us for the summit. So she may be oh, there a couple oh, of days. So you'll have to meet her. Yeah. yeah, I love it. So that, that's been really neat. Um, and then, oh gosh, the moment of when you want to just throw your hands up in the air, probably by, I don't know, like the end of the summit, it's that weird mixture of, I'm just ready to be done. <laughs> Because you've given your all and it's not that you're mad or anything. You're just kind of mentally exhausted. It's not any one thing that's made you get there, but it's kind of like, okay, we're almost there, almost there. But then when it ends, it's like a wedding. You're kind of like laying on the floor, like, oh man, now what do I do? (laughs) (laughs) Start planning next year's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you do it, but you know, you think about all the planning because we have an event we do the wrap up with the surveys. We usually take about a month off. And by taking a month off, I don't mean we're not doing anything, but we're just not 24 seven on it. Mm-hmm. But then we start back up again, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so it is very much a cycle that we're on. And um, I would say though, yeah, sometimes just towards the end, you're just kind of like, okay, okay. We're almost to the finish line, almost to the finish line. Yeah. But then you do get there and then you're a little sad because you are at the finish line. Yeah, and you're yeah. ready for the next one. Yeah. yeah. But we're we're all going, woohoo, we're going we're going home like all refreshed and energized, and you're going home exhausted. Yeah. Well, I will say, I mean, I think both Shreen are probably, you know, it ends Friday around noon. Well, I would love to say I come home and get in bed, but the last four or five years, my daughter has had dance competition those same weekends. Oh like gosh. That I literally have gotten in my car. And gone to Charleston or Jacksonville, Florida or Savannah until Sunday instead of like an auditorium at a dance competition. Oh, man. And then and then Cherie, lucky dog, like sometimes this last year, she went out to the beach club here and she was like, I wasn't even going to send you a picture because we had a big cocktail. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good friend who's not going to send you a picture. Yes. When but she- then I'll just do so she kind of gets her rest and, you know, de-stresses over the weekend. Then I have had to like do that like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday after yeah. I get back in town from everything. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. So let's talk about some changes that have occurred since the the big C word this year yes. <laughs> and um, the, you know, the COVID, you know, what is it? You said it's going to be a, a tagline. Um, oh, yeah. But like a year from now, 20 years from now, people will be telling a story and you'll hear it so many times. And then COVID happened, right? Yeah. Like you'll hear that line so right. many. We already hear it now. I mean, so much. So well, and I was the kids and I were saying this the other day. Um, it's going to be like BC before COVID or AC. Yeah, that's COVID, so true. You know? yeah. I mean, that's kind of yeah. like your line in the sand, your timeline there. Absolutely. So, so yeah. So let's let's kind of talk about. I mean, because we were there right before COVID. I mean, we were there in February, three uh, weeks, and, pretty much. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then we went over to Nashville the beginning of March to meet with a new client and meet with our a former manufacturer. And then March twelfth, COVID hit. So I mean, literally, it was like three weeks later or whatever. Um, it was, uh, or it, we. That's when they did the major shutdowns. I right. should. Say. I think COVID had been here. We just we weren't aware of it. So. So like, take us, what has that journey been like for the last, uh, we're going on nine months or, or, or mm-hmm. seven months. Right. Since COVID. 
So we did. Thankfully, we were so blessed that we beat COVID by like three weeks from the mm-hmm. event because yep. we, um, you know, wrapped up, I think it was the 7th. And then, you know, by like March the 7th or beginning of March, really, that's when we were mm-hmm. starting to hear all of this on the news. But um, last year, we started a membership component for the Southern Sea. And that is to just be able to continue the conversation, to continue the education throughout the year. And we really, really, and it was doing well and thriving, but since COVID, we really, really leaned into that um, personally. And then also our membership, we jumped in and started offering webinars um, and we were already doing webinars, but it was like two a month, that sort of thing. Well, probably the first, I don't know, six to eight weeks of COVID, we were doing webinars sometimes four and five times a week. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, I think everybody just a, we all felt really confused. We felt lonely. We felt lost. We felt scared, you know, work personal across the board. And we just really wanted to be able to support our membership then. And so we brought in amazing presenters to talk and do webinars and to talk about what was going on at that time, you know, all very relevant, timely topics related to creative entrepreneurs, small business owners. And we really just um, gained steam from that. We were doing a weekly cocktail conversation, which is so fun, in addition to the educational webinars, because, you know, you kind of just needed to just talk because we weren't going to eat dinner with friends or meet a friend for lunch, that sort of thing. And now that's transitioned into a coffee conversation that we do with members. But, um, you know, I'm so thankful that we had that in place a year ago, obviously not knowing what was going to be happening in 2020. But that has really been an integral part, I think, of so many of our members, their business right now, um, the way we've been able to support them and bring in these voices that can talk to them about e-commerce or talk to them about strategy or talk to them about payroll, that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. um, as we all navigate these waters that are so unprecedented still. Yeah. 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 Um, How many members do you have a part of that group with you? Yeah, we have about 148. Yeah. 149, right around there. Yeah. And they're from all over, all yeah. ages, all stages of business. Um, you know, some people that have just started out or were starting out a new business about the time COVID happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. All the way, you know, to very established mm. business people as well. And again, predominantly female. Yeah. Yeah. So talk about then how COVID has changed. You talked about it a little bit, but how it's changed your in-person gathering for Mm -hmm. next year. So you're still doing it. We are still doing it. Yes. So we are happy to be returning to Sea Island again, which will be our seventh year there, sixth or seventh. Um, I won't count on my fingers right now, but we're happy to be back. And, you know, we are doing everything we can on our end, keeping our attendee at the top of mind for safety. Mm -hmm. Um, Being at Sea Island, we feel like we are in the most capable hands, you know, five-star resort. They are not going to do anything except what they should be doing. They're going to do what's required and go above and beyond. Um, You know, masks will be required. Um, We are reducing the density. We're going to have about 150 people there instead of 350. 325 to 350 is normal. So it's going to be about half, Mm -hmm. which is really going to be nice for those that are there. You know, just that smaller crowd. Um, Sea Island has a whole guideline on their website that talks about everything they're doing for sanitizing and cleaning and that sort of stuff. Our setup in the ballroom will be different this year. Instead of the round tables, we'll be at the longer skinny tables, but with social distancing playing into that. Chairs are spaced. 
for our Sidewinder elements, like um, the Wednesday night event and Sip Shop Socialize on Thursday, and well as, as well as the Swag Market, we are going to stagger that. So, you know, it'll be either A through K, you know, that sort of thing. Um, we're still working on the staggering of that, but everybody still has access to everything. We just will not be as crowded during right. those times as we normally would be. Um, we're doing boxed lunches. So, you know, that helps with the buffet, food situation, packaged snacks, that sort of stuff. But still all the fun bells and whistles that you have come to expect from the summit um, with the wellness element integrated into it. Um, we are also super excited this next year. Holly Williams, y'all will remember her from 2020. Absolutely, yeah. She's coming back and she's going to do a concert for all of us. Oh, so fun. A super small group concert. And that's going to be on Rainbow Island, which is a piece of Sea Island that we've not gone to before. Huh. Um, we had tried to have something there our first year, but there was some work going on. And then there, the weather didn't completely cooperate, but we're going to do that this year. She'll be on Rainbow Island. We're adding um, some group yoga sessions. We're doing some beach walks, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And again, so smaller crowd wellness components, which kind of mimics what we did down in the Florida Panhandle yeah. at Watercolor. And then, um, you know, just the things that Steve Allen will be doing anyway. And they have been having a lot of events, um, mm-hmm. just really picking back up in the last few months, weddings, that sort of stuff. And, you know, they just have it down to a science by now. So what about the silent disco? The silent disco, that is on the table being discussed right now. (laughs) We may not be able to do that this year, but we will have something fun that night. We were talking about some wars right now and then maybe dueling piano players. Oh, There's something fun with music. I don't know if we will be doing the crowded into the ballroom dancing (laughs) again. That was, that was a really fun yeah we that was the first like, disco you guys had been to that was the very was first one and yeah. we were both apprehensive we were like we you know we were tired um and we were you know, ready to head back to the hotel we're like we'll just stop in because we're <laughs> young people and we want to we want to get the most out of wherever we are right and um and we're like we're just going to go in and have one drink <laughs> we closed three the hours later and- Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're, y'all are ordering pizza. Victor, and I think Victor Vance, they ordered pizza for everybody because we're all like had been drinking and we're like, we're hungry. Let's order pizza. And then we went back to the hotel and met up with our sorority that we, you know, have, we created uh, and ended up sitting up with them and drinking. Well, I want to know more about the sorority and I want, I want to join. I want to do well, You're an honorary member for sure. So you, you but no, the silent disco, it's so funny because everybody's like that. If they've not done one, yeah. I mean, kind of walk in and you're a little nervous. You're like, what is this about? And then within like five minutes. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And your glow sticks and necklace and you're going to town. <laughs> It's the best. It's the best. Well, so I I'll, I feel like we'll be remiss if we don't talk about you and Cherie's partnership a right. little yeah. bit before we wrap this up. So doing a partnership is certainly just like a marriage. It has its ups and downs, right? Because you're two different people coming at something. You have different perspectives, different ways about going about it and all of that. But I'd love to focus on just what you've gained from your partnership well, and I think that's a good analogy. It is like a marriage. And within a marriage, you have every, each person has their own strengths and weaknesses. 
And thankfully, our strengths are not necessarily always the same and our weaknesses aren't either. So we've got a really good fine balance with that. You know, I have four kids. Life is busy, even the ages they are. I mean, it's a different kind of busy where we are right now with three teens and a young adult. But Shree is so understanding, you know, things come up and, you know, pretty much from like 3.30 or 4 on, I'm kind of in mom mode, Uber driver mode, dinner, that kind of stuff. And then, so, you know, I've got the four kids and then Sheree has a couple of other businesses and publications, which are her kids. And I know that there are certain times of the year that she's busier with that, like during football season right now. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just that ebb and flow, but trusting and knowing that the partner's doing as much as they can within that given timeframe. And your timeframes may not match up. I may be working from 11 until one in the morning you know, she may be doing early morning, but we have been very, very fortunate in our partnership. We truly, truly have. And I think it's just giving each other that grace mm-hmm. um, that the job is going to get done, but just be patient because it may not be on a particular timetable that works for you yeah. or the other person. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think being flexible and, you know, with it being just the two of us, it's obviously a super small team. Um, we do have someone that helps us with social media and the leapfrog PR company in Charleston that we work with. But I laughed one day, we were like team TSC. I'm like, okay, if it's three people, like two, and then somebody that's, you know, you sub in, I was like, is that even a team? How many people does it take to be a team? <laughs> but you we are small, but it allows, us to, yeah, it allows us to be nimble also. So I think that's the beauty of that. You know, we can pivot quickly if we need to. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. You know, like I was saying earlier, if you have a hiccup with a website or whatever, if it's just the two of you, it's just, it's easier to, to move. We're not like this huge, huge, huge machine that's going really slow. And so sometimes when I do think, oh my gosh, it'd be great if we had four or five more people helping us and, you know, parceling all of this out at the same time, it's nice to be the size we are. And then when you do have to make those pivots, like I said, it makes it easier. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so I think we've, you know, again, we've been together as business partners since 2011. And I look back, and I'm like, golly, that's a long time ago. We're coming up yeah. on two years. But um, it's, it's been a good partnership. It really has. This 2021 will be your 10 yeah, year anniversary. What are we going to do? Now I'm thinking, oh, you got Ooh, maybe we need to do something related to that. <laughs> that's, oh, that's a big deal. That's it. That's we might bring back the salad disco. Just kidding. <laughs> Everybody gets like a little bitty block. We chalk it off on the floor. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. And in your block, your square. Perfect. Perfect. Unless you're with your partner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're in your pod together that you yeah. travel with, and you can dance you're, together. You're just, you're just fine. Well, I have to say, getting to know you and Sheree has been just awesome. And, you know, we're not naive enough to think that partnerships aren't hard. I mean, even Stace and I, we have our, you know, challenges and all of that, but the, but the dynamic duo that the two of you are and the united front that you guys portray to everyone, it's, it just, you guys are for each other, you know, and you celebrate each other. And it does very much seem like, because, you know, I was at the Southern Sea last year and just observing the two of you it seems like you allow each other to shine in your respective mm-hmm. ways, which is 
cool. I mean, you can't right. say that about everybody, you know, because I mean, right. sometimes people like more spotlight than another. And, but you guys really do shine the spotlight on each other, which is mm-hmm. awesome. So anyway. Well, and I feel the same way about the two of you. I mean, watching and getting to know you both and observing through the years. Um, and I think, you know, that's probably not the norm. So again, count ourselves fortunate, right? We do. We do. So thank you for that. I appreciate that, Whitney. So we always wrap up the show with, we have a list of 70 questions and we get you to give us a, no, 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 we're not going to ask you all of them, but we give us, you to give us a number, give Stace a number between one and 70 and then me a number between one and 70. We'll ask you the question associated with it and then we'll wrap up the show. Okay. So give Stace a number between one and 70. Okay. Number six. Number six. Yeah. What are your three biggest pet peeves? Oh, oh gosh. Messy bedrooms with my kids. <laughs> yes. When they don't get their clothes to the laundry room and I get all the baskets empty. And then nice. all of a sudden they walk in and they have like armfuls that has been hiding. <laughs> are you are you a bed maker as soon as you get up? Yes. I mean, or, yeah. Yes. My husband laughs. I mean, like if he gets up, I'm making that bed up and he'll be like, what if I wanted to lay back down? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's fine, but I'm making it up. <laughs> but yes, definitely a, uh, a bed maker. But yes, a pet peeves, um, that would be one. Oh gosh, what else? I would say this is going to sound kind of superficial, but smacking. <laughs> It like drives me crazy. Yes. <laughs> like eating when you're. Yes. Or like the gum, you know, just like. Yeah, the yep. I hear you. Well, yeah. Like maybe really super sensitive ears or something. I don't know. No, that's, a, that's a thing where I can't, I don't know the name of it, but uh, um, Lee, Lee Days, a friend that she's been on our podcast. She talks about that. She owns a business called obviously here in Charleston. And she will not buy any, like when they do lunch out, everybody gets fruit, like, or, you know, or yeah. a salad or something. She won't let them eat chips. And then, nothing with a crunch. To no. Mm, no. She can't, she can't stand to hear people chew. And so, and she's like, there has to be music on and <laughs> no chips. <laughs> and she, she said all this on her podcast with us episode. Yeah. So we could say it again. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a, real thing. a real thing. Okay. I'm going to have to Google that when we hang up, of course. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And I'm trying to think of my third one. Y'all, this is kind of hard. Um, pet peeves. I mean, it just, it really does bother me. And it's more kind of a personality thing, but just when people are not the same way to your face and behind your back. So kind of like that, just, you know, Mm -hmm. be who you are, be real, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, life's too short kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a great answer. Yeah. Yeah. Because that is a personality thing. And I love it. It goes deep. I mean, it's like, it hurts to, you know, and um, yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. All right. Um, one to 70 for me. Okay. So I'm going to do number five. And the reason I did six is because I have six people in my family now. And then I grew yeah. up in a family of five. <laughs> if you're Perfect. in the Perfect. back to back five to six. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. So if in your, I'm going to put your uh, family, I'm going to kind of get you to speak for them. Okay. But if your immediate family had to describe you in three or four words, how would they describe you? Loyal to a fault, probably. <laughs> mama bear. My kids would probably describe me as a mama bear, which goes back <laughs> to being loyal, probably. <laughs> and You're then I, 
think and I hope they would say empathetic, generous, kind-hearted, you know, and that to me, I feel like if my husband and I can instill that in our kids, then we've done our job as parents. You know, Mm -hmm. the other stuff is the bonus, but just to raise kind and empathetic human beings. And, you know, and, and that has to be something that's modeled. And I'm not saying I hit the mark every time by any means, but I'm aware of it and try to, to show that to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, what a great. That's great. I so it. I looked it up. It's yeah. called misophonia. Misophonia. Okay. So it's the hate, the sound of people chewing or mis- misophonia. Or misophonia. Yeah. There you yeah. go. A real thing. Yeah. I, I'm going to so look it. into that a little more. You may have to text me how to spell that. <laughs> I will. Just kind of, if it drives you crazy with smacking and then it'll pop up on Google for sure. That's exactly, that's exactly right. Oh, Whitney, what a pleasure. Mm-hmm. We knew, we knew it would be, and you did not disappoint in any way. So thank you so much for your time and so for sharing so much that you share with the female, particularly also male, but particularly female entrepreneurial community that's near and dear to our hearts. And so to be connected with you and Cherie is a huge treat to us. And just to be able to watch and cheer you on for all the amazing things that you do. So please keep up the great work. Please keep making a difference and encouraging women to keep going. We need more women entrepreneurs in this world. That's for sure. For sure. And, you know, we, we love what we do. We're very fortunate and um, we'll just keep on keeping on. 2021 may look a little different feel a little different, but it's still going to have that summit magic to it for sure because of the amazing attendees that show up every year. And one thing real quick, I I think we started to touch on it, but the smaller group at the actual summit, we are doing a virtual component this year. Mm, Um, Right. So because we are having to reduce the density in person, everything will be streaming. So we have an in-person ticket and then the virtual ticket. And it's going to have some of the special Southern Sea stuff to go along with it. Um, We Mm -hmm. don't want the person at home to feel like they're missing the whole experience. They'll get a swag bag for the first 100 virtual attendees. And then Mm -hmm. we will also send a summit experience box to all the virtual attendees so they can feel like they're there for some of it. So anyway, fun stuff that we're getting to plan there. Wow. Um, Yeah, that's really cool. So we'll link all of that in the show notes for anybody that's listening And I'll just highlight it again. If you're listening to this and you're a female entrepreneur, um, this is something you need to be at. Yeah. It is, uh, if you can't be there in person, it's kind of awesome that they have a virtual option this year. So it's a really great way to check it out at a less expensive cost, but to get all the same benefit um, besides the being and in it's person. It's something part. we've talked about before the last couple of years, especially, but it was kind of like, oh, we don't have to do it. So let's just kind of rock on with what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But this is one pivot from COVID that we're excited about because, yeah. you know, it was something we had to do. So it was a good time to implement it and give that other price option, like you said. I, I love it. We're excited to see how it goes and to support oh, you guys in, in any way we can. So thank, thank you again. Yep. Thanks for letting me do this today. You got our pleasure for sure. For sure. Listeners, thank you for hitting play on this. We always love to be in your presence, whether it's in the car or walking or as you're cleaning the house or whatever. We consider it a huge honor that you hit play on us. And uh, our commitment to you is we'll just keep bringing some guests like Whitney. So we hope you go make it an awesome week and we'll be back with you next week. 